Welcome to the sermon podcast from North Decatur United Methodist Church, where all are welcomed and included, connected with God and with one another, and sent out in service and invitation to the world. Each week we bring you the most recent sermon from me, Patrick Fallhaber, or from guest preachers. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Would you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Have you ever had everything you know turned upside down? I'm a philosopher by trade. Well, not exactly by trade. Being a philosopher doesn't pay much, you know? No, I mean in Athens. Being a philosopher still doesn't pay much. But knowledge is the most... Whatever. Wealth was never the point. For most of us. Anyway, I'm a philosopher. Or I was. I guess. I don't really know what I am now. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me start at the beginning. Ever since I was a little kid, I used to sit in the Agora while my parents were out shopping and I'd listen to the philosophers speaking. I guess normal kids run around and play or something, but I just always thought their speeches were so interesting. They were asking the big questions, you know? The meaning of life, why there's evil in the world, how to find happiness, what makes a good person, all that kind of thing. I never really stopped hanging around them. I just, as I grew, I stood closer. And as I got older, I started asking questions. And before you knew it, there I was. I was a grown person standing with the Epicureans, making my own speeches on how fear and pain are the greatest things that keep us from freedom, and how a good life is a simple life, seeking simple pleasures. And it was a good life, hanging out with like-minded people day after day, seekers, you know? People who cared about knowledge, about debate, about the big questions. Don't get me wrong, I didn't agree with everyone all the time. I mean, I spent more hours than I can count shouting at Stoics. <laughs> Look, just because happiness is an emotion does not mean that it has no inherent moral value, okay? It has the greatest moral value. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. But it was a good life. That was my life. For years, arguing with Stoics until last week. It was going to be a weird day from the start. I was in a hurry. I forgot my breakfast, which I never do because breakfast is a simple pleasure and simple pleasures are the goal of a good life. And blah, blah, blah. Epicurean philosophy. 
Anyway, I get to the Agora, and everyone's gossiping about the news. Apparently, someone from out of town has come in, and all the Jews are grumpy because he's been staying here for a few days and spending every waking hour in the synagogues debating with them. Which, like, it takes a special sort of person to annoy the Jews with arguing? What do they call their teachers? Rabbis? Anyway, I've talked to some of them before, and, like, they love arguing, and that's coming from a philosopher. I think one of them said once it's, like, a religious thing. Something about finding the truth of God in the multiplicity of human ideas. Well, apparently the rabbis are all grumpy because this guy loves arguing even more than they do, and it's annoying them. So a couple people said they thought that he was preaching about foreign gods, and that was interesting. I mean, we're philosophers. Half of us don't even think the gods are real necessarily, but new gods are always interesting to hear about, so we were curious. Nobody knew where he was, though. But it was all the talk the whole morning. Nobody could shut up about it, and eventually I got bored, and I was about to go get some wine when new guy shows up looking for philosophers. Apparently some of the Stoics invited him. He looks really, really uncomfortable. He keeps looking around at the statues of Athena and Ares and just wincing, and I spend the whole time he's coming over trying to figure out what they could have done to him that made him so nervous around them. I mean, they do sometimes have vendettas against humans. Maybe that was part of his story. I got excited. So a couple of the Stoics wave him over, and they ask him about what he's been teaching with all of the rabbis. And we all gather around to hear. I mean, philosophers love hearing new ideas. As soon as they ask him about his teachings, he lights up. I guess he uh, really loves talking? He says his name is Paul, and that he's been traveling around preaching in various cities, and then he immediately starts preaching. You are all incredibly religious here in Athens, I can see. You do know you're talking to philosophers, right? I mean, we're not convinced the god. Go on. I can tell, because I've been looking around at all your temples and all the statues of the gods, and I found an altar inscribed to an unknown god. Only very, very religious people would have an altar to an unknown god. Or people very paranoid, but okay. I am here to make known to you that which was unknown. Okay, he pauses for effect, and <laughs> there isn't an effect, and he's a little disappointed about it, but I don't know what he was expecting. I mean, the point of an unknown god is that it's unknown. It's not like he's revealing to us what the unknown god is. It doesn't matter how many gods you have. There is always the unknown god. There is always the mysterious. There is always the thing that is beyond human comprehension. I never really found out if he completely ignored that principle on purpose or if he just was that uneducated. I mean, he's a Roman citizen. He should know better. Anyway, he kept going. 
The God who made all things and is Lord of all of heaven and earth cannot be depicted by the works of human hands, nor does, does this God need the service of human beings, for it is we who rely on God and not God who relies on us. Oh, that, that explains the statue thing. He, he's a monotheist. Not, not someone Athena has a vendetta against. Right, got it, yep. God has established the life of all creatures and created all the nations of the earth and set the seasons and the bounds of space all with the hope that human beings would search for and find our God. For God is not far from any one of us. For God is not far from any one of us. That one got me. I honestly don't remember a word of what he said after that. All I could think about was this idea that this Paul's God was not far from any of us and hoped to be sought. It was just such an alien concept to me. I mean, I grew up hearing about these gods. They like humans well enough, and there were all these stories about demigods and heroes who had divine patrons. They were very exciting, and you grow up hearing them in temples, and it's lovely. But most of the gods spend most of their time seeming like they like being aloof. I mean, assuming they're not trying to seduce someone. They're not exactly the most virtuous people, which is part of why some of us philosophers don't really think they're worth worshipping if they do exist. But anyway, that was the story. That was the gods that we knew. A little distant. Needed our sacrifices. Not that virtuous. This was so different. Honestly, most of us spent most of our lives going to temples, paying our tribute out of habit more than devotion. But this, the idea of a God who wanted to be sought. Maybe it wouldn't be so easy to lose that sense of devotion, that relationship. I guess this Paul guy knew his audience. I mean, he's talking to philosophers. We are seekers. But still, that one line got to me. I couldn't shake it. I'd spent my life searching for knowledge, and here was this man telling me that knowledge was searching It was all I'd never known that I needed. Look, I still don't know how to feel about this guy. I'm, I've been listening to him talk for a while now, and he's a lot. Like, a lot. The two Stoics that started following him, they went back to the Agora yesterday uh, because they decided that he didn't have real wisdom because he did not demonstrate enough of the virtue of temperance. 
Stoics. <laughs> He's a lot, but... And it's not like my whole worldview has changed just from this one moment overnight. It doesn't happen like that, not for us philosophers. You gotta think about it. And I have been. And every night, I find myself listening for the knowledge that wants to be sought. And maybe, despite how much I made fun of Paul for not understanding the unknown God, there's a part of me that hopes that mystery can be known. May it be so. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this week's sermon from North Decatur United Methodist Church. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. And if you want to learn more about our church, you can visit us at ndumc.org.